Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. I am Lisa Smith, founder of Professionally Fit, with my lovely co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Hello. And today, we are talking about how the people in your life influence you aka the rule of five how the top five people you hang around directly influence your values actions income goals and even your weight but first before i do i want to make this quick announcement before i forget at professionally fit every quarter guys we offer a scholarship to one lucky individual to receive three months of complimentary personal training and nutritional coaching so our scholarship is open right now we select someone on the first day of the season every quarter so the first day of winter is coming up this wednesday december 21 so if you are listening to this before that day be sure to go onto our website www.professionallyfit.co and apply to our scholarship if you are in need of coaching through nutritional or physical training we can help you with that, and we'll love to have you on board. So good luck. So, Jay, how was your week? My week was awesome. I had a Christmas party at my house last night. That was amazing. Sweet. Yeah, so I had a really good week so far. How was yours? It was amazing, really good. Me and our moms and sis put up the Christmas tree last Sunday. We do it every year. My mom, since I can remember, has always gotten a real Christmas tree. Okay, cool. And I know there's, like, a lot of debate like in the world about fake versus real right, Christmas tree. Right. I've heard a lot of people say, no way, no how. We just bring our tree up from the basement every year. Yeah. And then, but for us, for me and my sister, it's like, don't you dare even try and threaten us with a fake tree. Like, we're all about the real trees. So, yeah, um, that was really fun. So it was really, you know, nice, fresh, smelling like pine. And we decorated the tree and we ate. So it was really, really cool. That's good. Um, so you're going out of town for Christmas this year. I am going out of town for Christmas. We're going to go to Niagara Falls. I got the snowsuits packed already. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I said I would do is start to enjoy the outdoors more during the winter with my kids because it's so cold. So I usually kind of like enjoy outdoor activities during the summer but in the winter time it's like okay what can we do indoors right well there's still a whole world to enjoy outdoors you just have to dress accordingly and plan for it you know with the right things gloves hats and things like that so yeah we're going to niagara falls and we got um a ton of things planned so yeah we're gonna have fun man that's gonna be dope and um, I like the way you're taking a non-traditional route. You spent Christmas with your family ahead of time just yeah, so you night. can, mm -hmm. yes, give your family an experience on Christmas versus just a traditional showering them with gifts or a bunch of stuff they yeah. may not even need. It sounds lame, but I just want to shower people to with who? love. No, I'm saying the, I want to <laughs> shower people with love and not gifts. I agree. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's much more memorable. I remember um, I was just listening to something recently that was talking about how giving um, people, people time and energy is always remembered more than um, money yeah. and so the article was just talking about oh it's in this book i'm reading called leaders eat last and he was just talking about if someone you were talking to a co-worker let's say on a monday and was like how was your weekend and they were like oh you know i donated uh $500 to my favorite charity and you'd be like okay in one ear out the other he's like but if they said I donated two hours on Saturday to volunteering at a local shelter right you're more impressed like even though they gave $500 that's that's it's true. never as impressive as I showed up and worked and gave energy and right. time right right and so the fact that you're giving time and energy to your family as gifts this year versus just things with Just monetary things. value yeah. i think that's really really cool so um that's a tradition that i think more of us should uh, take heed on i i agree with that you know even thinking about my childhood i think about i re, well i remember i don't remember any gifts all i remember is the things we did wow so i know that that's more you know it, it stays in your memory longer and it has more of an impact on being an adult than what you receive totally yeah so that's what i'm gonna do give them more memories yeah so more time and energy is always more valuable especially um when you think the you the lack of money is making an impact on your relationship with somebody so so for example just gonna put you out there you used to think if you couldn't give your kids more 
of certain experiences that you felt bad like because the ones you wanted to do cost a lot of money it wasn't the ones that I want to do cost a lot of money what what upset me was that I think that there's a lot of things out there that I don't know about that that I don't know about that I don't have access to because I don't have that amount of money there are certain uh, things that exist that these kids with you know parents with millions of dollars or that's making six figures know about that I have never even heard of. It's not things that I know exist because I can, you know, properly properly manage my money and figure out how to do it. But it's like certain things that I don't even, I, I have, ne it never even ran past me because I don't, I'm not in that circle of wealth. Right. So that, that kind of bothers me. It kind of still bothers me, but I don't focus on that. Okay. <laughs> Which is really good because you give your kids an amazing experience. Like they have amazing childhood. And they're still, like, truly kids. Yeah, they are. You know what I mean? And that's all very intentional. I don't know if it's something you've ever thought about, but it's something that because you allow them to have such a childhood experience that they've been able to remain pretty, like, fragile and innocent. Yeah, that's very And they're very not true. hardened by video games or movies or inappropriate conversations. Like, they're really still yeah, things like the most childish thing is funny. Yeah, you know, that <laughs> annoys me. But, uh, yeah, because I'm one of those parents who guard. You know, some people say, well, my child, I can listen to rap music and cursing and, and all this because they know they better not do it. Mm -hmm. But it still influences them. It yep. still changes the way in their perception and the way they perceive things. Yes. So, yes, I guard the music. I guard the people that are around them. I guard where they go if I hear the wrong thing. Yeah, so all of that influences your child, whether you it know does. it or not. It whether does. they'll do it in front of you does not matter as much as what they do when they're not around you. Yeah, 100%. And even more so all of those things influence you sometimes we think we can listen or enjoy some of those things by but not be affected by them yeah you know what i mean but it's simply not true whatever you let into your headspace whatever energy you allow into your space into your life whether it's through media or entertainment or people so true like we're talking about today those things all really really influence your temperament they influence they influence your intellect they influence your attitude. They influence your value systems. Um, just like you were just telling me about somebody you know who paid $190 for a t-shirt. I'm 100% right. sure. Because Rihanna she, had it because on. Because Rihanna had it on. Yeah. That's influence. And sometimes we think we can engage and expose ourselves to these things on a regular because basis. Grown. And not be susceptible to influence. But, no. but it's not the case. So, you know, like we're talking about today, whether it's your kids, whether it's um, strangers, entertainers, media, um, co-workers, the people that you surround yourself with or the things that you allow yourself to be entertained by has a major influence on, on, like I said before, your values, your actions, your income, your goals, and even your weight. Agreed, 100%. You know? you know, so that was a great intro to our topic, you know, but before we do, let's dive into Wait, wait What? what? So Wait What is our segment where Jay and I talk about something that we either saw, heard, or experienced in the previous week that made us go, wait, what? Okay, so I'll let you go first. All right, so my Wait What <laughs> comes as very shocking news that someone told me. I seen them with some water, and um, they had like a small cup of water. I was like, oh, you need to be drinking more water than that. Like, how, many, how much water have you had today? Mm -hmm. And they were like, girl... You would be so proud of me because this is the first water I've had in a week. Wait, wait what? what? Yes. I said, wait a minute. How you first of all, how you not dead? A week, a week of no water, no zero. I'm like, what have you been drinking? Just pop, juice, everything like that. Absolutely no water in a whole entire week. That's so unbelievable. And I was, I was flo like, I really couldn't believe it. That is unbelievable. A week. A week of no water. Wow. I know. Just imagine how many signals this person's body was giving them that they just kept ignoring. Like, I need right. water, I need water, I need water. And no, no water in a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? How did you just, how did you just bypass 
water every time. But you, you know what? I think that's actually more common than we think, and too. That's, and that's what I realized. And that's what I realized. When she said it, I was like, you know what? She's telling you this because you inquired. Imagine if you inquired with everybody on this floor. You know, how, okay, tell me how much water. It, I would probably, it would probably be more common. I think so. I think you're right. I think a lot of people go a really long time without drinking water. And even some that do, it's typically not enough. Like, people might have a cup a day, you know, yeah. just with dinner or something. But people are s- simply not drinking their half their body weight in ounces of water like they should. Um, that's still a weight what, though? Just to hear it, you know, I, I a week. A week without water. Insane. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to do a rapid fire on my way what, because I didn't have a major one, but I had like six mini weight what. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go do really rapid fire on my way what. So my first one is this documentary I was watching on Netflix about Fannie Mae Farmer, which who was a uh, a chef. She wrote a, a cookbook back in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. back in the Victorian days. And this particular restaurant, they were recreating this really spectacular meal out of her cookbook from the 1800s. And they were talking about the Victorian rules for dining at that time. Okay. And so a couple of them, to give you an example, was um, never finish everything on your plate, which we've kind of heard that before in these days. Have you ever heard that one? No, I just know smaller portions. I've never heard don't finish everything on yeah, your like plate. Yeah, like it's rude to finish everything on your plate. You look uh, greedy or something. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so some Victorian rules for dining from the 1800s was like never finish everything on your plate, ignore spills, so if something spills, you're supposed to ignore it, right? Just basically, I guess we're ignoring imperfections or something about the dining experience. Okay. And then no visible bite marks on your food. And I mean, these are like the days when like manners were like a big deal. So imagine everybody dressed up in proper English and it's just really, really formal. Wow. Okay. So you ignore spills. You never have visible bite marks on your food. Um, you're not supposed to eat. You're not supposed to dine for more than two hours. And finally, this is the one that made me go, wait, what? No politics or angering or insulting topics during dinner because your thoughts and your temperament um, affects your digestion. Wow. I thought that was really cool and interesting. Yeah. Which I'm which I'm 100% sure is true. But they're like, don't talk about anything at dinner that will get somebody riled up. So don't bring up Trump at dinner because it can affect their digestion. Okay. I thought that was really interesting. Okay, so that's my first way what. Um, my second one is uh, on the news yesterday. They were talking about this new item called the food sniffer. Oh, God. Last Did week Did you, you see it? No. Oh. <laughs> First, we have the spoon that with the salt and the sugar. Right. Now, we have the food sniffer. Yeah, so okay. last week, my way what was the taste buddy. This week, the food sniffer. This is really absurd. So, basically, it's this device that you put up to your food, usually meat, and it quote unquote smells it, and it can tell you whether or not the meat is spoiled. So the way we've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, it's just no. We oh, definitely it's not good anymore. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. We definitely need a device now that tells us whether or not our food is spoiled. And there's an app you're supposed to download on your phone to go with it. And so you put the sniffer up to your chicken, okay. and then the app on your phone tells you whether or not the food <laughs> is spoiled. So if you're like 30, 40, 50 years old, and you've just been doing this, you know, the old-fashioned way, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh-uh. Get the food sniffer. Nope. Stress be gone. Stress be gone. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. My next way, what? Why are there handicap stickers in the women's locker room on some of the lockers? Like in the first few lockers in the women's locker room. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I've noticed, and I've never thought about Okay, so I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't know. I kind of get handicapped parking spaces, I guess. But handicapped lockers in the women's locker room in this small room that's probably not even the half the size of a small apartment. Like, why do you need handicapped lockers? I thought it was kind of extra. And what? I would understand if the lockers were all low lockers, so you don't take, so they could, because if you can't stand. But no, these lockers are at the top, too. Full size, yeah. yeah. That, that's a good point. I didn't think about that one. If they were lower, okay, that I do get, if you can't stand and reach the upper ones. But I don't understand, and it's literally at the first few lockers as soon as you come in, so they don't have to walk or roll an extra 
few feet to the back. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I just was like, wow, why do we need handicapped lockers? You know, I almost want to say it's for the person to feel good about themselves. You know how we were talking about presents and how people don't want to buy you, say, books because they want to buy you something unwrapped so they can feel good too? I think it's, really, I really think it's for them to say, <laughs> see what we've done? We have, look, you know, even though it doesn't oh, make a lick of sense. Oh, you're saying it's for the gym to feel good about themselves? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant... <laughs> no, I mean the gym to feel like they're doing their part, but it's, no, I, I don't see any logic behind it. Okay, I, I didn't get it. Okay, next one. A uh, headline on the news yesterday said, whipped cream shortage threatens the holiday. <laughs> Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, I'm done. I'm done. I with, thought it was a joke. No, I'm done with America. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I cannot take Listen, it. Listen, load up on your whipped cream. We getting short might ruin your whole Christmas. I'm like speechless right now. Okay, that's as, yeah, as was I. As was I. Um, I didn't even know whipped cream was one of them things that either made or broke. Bro <laughs> and uh -huh. it said threatened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the exact right. exact do what headline. You need to do it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but <laughs> it's a possibility. Just you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Threatens the holidays. Whipped cream shortage. Okay. Um, and finally, my last two wait what's. I was over at my mom's house last weekend. We were putting up the Christmas tree. And you know how you and I are just really conscious as far as self-development. And uh, our new thing for 2017 is to use things and love people. Right. Right? And historically, most of us do it the other way around. We love things and use people. So we're all about using things and loving people. Awesome. So I get over my mom's house. I'm like, shucks, I forgot some house shoes or some footies. I'm like, sis, let me, um, I was like, you got some shoes I could just slip on to walk around the house in or whatever. Yeah. So I went in her room and I was like, oh, these are perfect. There were just some, you know, like rubber bottom slip-ons, like some yeah. flops. And I put my foot in them and her foot is smaller than mine. So of course they were too small, but I could still, you know, wear them. And she's like, no. And I'm like, what? And she's like, those are my hunters. Now you heard a hunter. They make the really nice rain boot. Uh, yeah, I've seen hunters. Okay, yeah. okay. So there were some hunter flops. And she's like, you can't wear those. Those are my hunters. And so I proceeded to give her a lecture on using things and loving people. I was like, why do you love value these shoes more than my feet being warm or my me over here spending time with you? And, right. You know, like, why are you like, no, those are valuable. Yeah, I'd rather, you know, hurt your feelings or say no to you. Yeah, Okay. And preserve my hunters. She's like, you're going to stretch them out. I'm like, well, you know, you could just buy another pair if I really do that much damage, which I'm right. sure I won't. But it's just this thing we have about things. I know you can't use that. You can't have that. You can't. Right. Those, that's something that I spent money on or, or that's. I'm like, you know, these are replaceable. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she finally got it and let me wear them. But did you stretch them out? So I no, I didn't. <laughs> and so it, then it happened an hour later so my mom was gonna make some fish right mm -hmm. and so um she's like i'm gonna you know cook i'm gonna make some fish i'm like okay cool so she's like um go in the basement go in the freezer you know and get some fish she was like you can get anything except for the salmon and i'm like well when i do eat fish that's what i eat the salmon i'm like why can't i have a salmon she's like no my <laughs> my birthday is next year and I'm having three parties, and so I'm stocking up on the salmon. <laughs> Wait, Wait, what? So. Now, my mom's birthday is in May. Not till May, first of all. We're okay. talking about six months out. And she's like, you can't have any salmon in December because I'm stocking up on my food for a party for people who are not my daughters who are going to come over here and spend my birthday with me. But you can't have it right now, my daughter, on Christmas. Did she budge? Yeah, after I gave her my le my lecture about... So you had to do it twice. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I was just wondering how often did it happen before I came conscious about it. But she was like... Because before I probably would be like, okay, no salmon. But now I'm like, mom, don't you realize that the salmon is replaceable? And, you know, if that's what we want and you're offering to cook, like, why is there a limit on something? It should just be like, I'm... We're going to experience dinner with my family and my girls, and this stuff is replaceable. Like, 
I don't know. What do you think? Well, so since you call me, I'm gonna call you out. Okay. Now you, okay. So you know, I've always called you selfish, mm -hmm. even though you're not not with anything except for food. Uh huh. And that's always been the rule. I share anything with you. The coat off my back. Mm -hmm. You know, the hat on my head, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm stingy with food. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's changed. So maybe you know everybody can have that thing. Like you know, I you know I'm not selfish. I'm not this and I'm not that. But when it comes to this one thing, thing. Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't think that everybody should be able to partake. Like I'm like that with vegan food. If you're not vegan or vegetarian, like I don't I'm don't not come sharing. over here eating my stuff up, and you gonna go to eating your chitlins five minutes from now. Right. So I think there should be boundaries. Okay. So. To answer the first part of your question, I'm not sending you with food anymore. I've gotten so much better, and I'm so much more conscious of it. So, totally changing that. But one of the, um, and I do get what you're saying, like, I just don't share with this, and that's the way it is. Not necessarily, I just don't share with this, but that's the way it is. But sometimes, if it does happen, don't feel bad about it. Because if you're normally a nice, giving person, mm -hmm. and you just, this one thing, I just don't want to, I think you're entitled to that. Okay, so my biggest thing was, this is for a birthday party that she's having six months from now. Oh, no, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> I was just taking it a step further. Right, no, right, I'm right. with you on that. Complete ridiculousness. Yeah, complete. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. So, okay, so I'm going to have to think about this, because you know how I am full throttle with things. So I feel like everything should always black be... black and white with everything, yeah. And I was just, I was just thinking about myself. Because, you know, I'm completely, like, I've never been stingy. Like, that's just not me at all. I'll share anything. Right. But as of lately, since I become became vegan, I, I'm really like, whoa. Right. Because if you eat this and then I won't have anything to eat, then you'll go right back in the refrigerator and go right back to eating something that I can't eat. Right. So that's what made me sad because it's like, no, I know I'm not stingy. I know I'm not selfish. I know I value people over things. But... And some things I have to draw the line. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those are my wait what's. Um, so. Good wait what's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I thought those were pretty good. So. All right. So now that we're comfortably 22 minutes in, let's dive into. <laughs> but we started talking about already about how um, we, we're influenced by the things we surround ourselves with and how you influence your children. And probably even how they influence you. So I want to talk about. We're going to go through kind of five different aspects of influence with regard to the people that are in your life. And the first one is uh, your value system. How your influence, uh, your value system is influenced by the people that you surround yourself with. What do you, have you ever experienced you're literally changing your value system based on? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Good and bad, though. Mm. Good and bad. Uh, mostly good though, mm -hmm. because my uh, my circle is really intentional, mm -hmm. really, really like the people that I surround myself with. I, I'm it's really intentional. Like everybody that I, I'm friends so when with. When you say you intentional, you saying you select people specifically. You're, I don't you're select intentional. people in, um, specifically, but I don't allow people in my space that 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 don't align with you know like my co workers. They want to hang out. I cannot hang out with you guys. Got it. Because you guys smoke and you guys. Talk, you gossip, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be. I don't want to do that with mm -hmm. you guys. Mm -hmm. So when you start eliminating the type of things that you don't want in your life, you you're creating the circle you yeah. want by what you call a mission. So right. yeah, that's how I'm intentional. I don't you know say oh you know um, come here you even though I intend on doing that right. But as of now, my circle is by omission. You can't be in my life because we don't our values don't align. Right. Okay. All right, so I know some value systems. I didn't even answer your question. Oh, right. <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> you asked me, um, do, you know, my values, uh, you know, according to the people in my life. Yes. So, yeah, you, you know, you uh, have helped me, you know, because we got to think of the same with the food and mm -hmm. the things. And then you come with me with, like, I read this documentary. We have to do this. And I'm like, <laughs> yep, you're right. We do have to do this. So, yeah, things like that. Or... You know, like my sister is real career oriented and she just makes me think like you, you bottom line, I don't care what you want to do in life. You need to complete school. Yeah. And and that's always been on my mind. Like she said, you supposed to always complete school. Yeah. So yeah, things like that. 
Yeah. yeah. So definitely other people's values that are around me, I, they do influence me a lot. Which is really cool because um, sometimes we like to think, especially if you're a stronger person, that, you know, you have it together, you know what's what. But sometimes it just literally takes a one-liner from somebody that just one-liner. resonates. I think that shows more strength to be able to be uh, able to see, assess yourself, and to take advice from other people. It does. It takes a stronger person to admit that they don't know it all and that they don't have it all together. And even if they have it all together, there's always more to learn. There's always room yeah, for improvement. Yeah, I think people who are not that strong think, you know, I got it together and this is how I live my life and you're just going to stay stagnant to me. Right, I agree. I think oftentimes we attract people um, to us because of our value systems. Yeah, right? definitely. You know, a lot of people are like, ooh, I never forget at one of our events, one of our guest speakers I had at the end, after hearing me speak, she came up to me and was like, I need you in my life. I need to be surrounded by, yeah, Yeah. what you do. And and then sometimes, you know, you detract people because of your values too. You know what I mean? Whether Mm -hmm. it be good or bad, just like you said with your coworkers, I don't do what you guys do. You guys value meaningless conversations about other people's lives. You value smoking and drinking. And I'd rather maybe be around a circle that's a little more productive or, you know, forward thinking. And so I think that's so, so true. Your value systems um, can literally attract your circle, you know. And then on top of that, um, you adopt, like you just said, the, the value systems of some of the people who are closest to you in your life already. Right. Which is really, really can be good and, good and bad. And bad. Can be good and bad, you know, when sometimes you give off, you know, values. Like, well, if that's not that important or, you know, she didn't really do this, so I'm not going to make it a big deal for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so value systems are highly, highly influenced by the people you surround yourself with, but also the things you expose yourself to. Like, if you're listening to a lot of music or watching a lot of movies or, or entertainment where things are glorified, mm-hmm. like cars, money, material things are glorified, true. you tend to make start making material things more of a priority in your life. That is very true, even if your friends are materialistic. Because I know, remember when you and I were sitting down at uh, the riverfront? We were, we were in a whole... Where were we at? Downtown, sitting in the lobby of the Renaissance Center. Okay. And we were watching groups of people, mm-hmm. and it was a group of women. They were all young girls, dressed nice all slim mm-hmm. then you saw the people coming by they, they were all overweight or then you saw the people coming by they were all look sporty it was just like your you surround your they influence you so much yep yeah so your group starts to look kind of like the same yep it's so true um and then sometimes people are attracted to people just because they have something they value and they want to be a part of something just kind of make me think about cults you know what i yeah. mean <laughs> where you know you just want to be instinctively as humans, we are born to be part of a tribe. We're not born. We're not here to be individuals. No, not at all. We're, we're really tribalistic. And so being able to be part of a group and being a part of like-minded thinkers and like-minded value systems is what we're attracted to. True. You know what I mean? Just like how you go to a comic con and you see all the people that are into all the Superman and Spider-Man's and things like they're, they're surrounded by their tribe. You know what I mean? That's where they thrive. And so um, value systems are highly, highly influenced by the people you surround yourself with, as they should be. So next one, let's talk about actions, like specific actions. Okay. And how they're influenced by the people um, you're around. And that, the biggest one we can definitely talk about here is health and wellness. Okay. Yeah. So I noticed something really, really strange-ish. I don't know if it's strange. So you tell me. So you know my mom um, was a vegetarian, mm-hmm. really into health and wellness. And mm-hmm. I remember most of my, um, well, all of us, my sisters and I, my brother, every time my mother would come to a a family dinner, she would have to bring her own food because we were on that, you know, eat a salad, mm-hmm. eat a salad, eat a salad, because we really didn't try to understand. We were just, you know, in our own meat-eating unhealthy world where we just ate whatever we want but what i notice now is that now that i'm vegetarian i'm vegan Mm -hmm. my sister brings vegetarian like she goes out of her way to bring me things Mm -hmm. that i would like Uh, my brother goes out he made me a a a vegan even went and got the vegan cheese and made me a my sister and i um a 
vegan enchilada, <sighs> his girlfriend, like, because I'm part of their circle. Mm -hmm. They're around me, and they see how I eat more and more. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, oh, okay, this is what, got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My mother, although she was my, our mother, we didn't see her eating, hanging out. We didn't go to all these different functions with her, so we did, we couldn't be influenced enough. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? You were her kids, but you weren't necessarily her top five. No, like. not necessarily her top five. So, but now that I, my sister, you know how tight we hang. Now it's like, oh, okay. Got right. It, got right. It, you know? Yeah. Your actions are definitely influenced by your squad. I've been influenced by so many people uh, with the actions I want to take in my life. Yeah. As far, you know, even like being, becoming more financially responsible. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Okay. I'm doing this. I'm getting it. You know, she's doing this. My mentor, she influences me so much, you know, mm -hmm. by watching her success and watching her be responsible, you know. And so our actions are highly, highly influenced by especially taking actions on goals and taking chances. That's the one I want to talk about, you know, being a little more willing to jump. You are absolutely right. So I don't know who put me on Lisa Nichols. You put me up on Lisa Nichols. I don't, I don't okay. know who discovered her first because we both kind of got it at the same time. Right. However, mm -hmm. uh, you know, listening to her and, you know, because it, I think you told me about Lisa Nichols and I started listening to the, a podcast and all her, um, not her podcast, but her interviews and all of her lectures and seminars. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's her thing. You're going to, you're going to do one, one thing and that's, you're going to come to, your life is going to come to an end. Mm. So you might as well leap. Mm -hmm. That's her biggest thing. And since you told me about her, mm -hmm. that's how I think. Like, mm -hmm. it's influenced me so much to be more actionary. Because even if you don't make the steps, you're going to come to the end of the road. Yep. It's not like, okay, if I don't make, if I don't fail, I might live another 200 years. Like, what do you, what's the biggest thing you have to lose? Yep. So, yeah, definitely uh, actions. Yeah. Taking action is huge. That's a really, really good one, too. Um, I, I watch a lot of my clients sometimes just by, we have a private group on Facebook for all right. of our clients and just by like me posting and mm -hmm. celebrating some of the clients in there, maybe posting videos and them exercising or, um, what I eat, posting what I eat and sharing what I eat, um, forces them to take bigger action on their health, you that's know? That's so true. And that's really important to, even though we adopt a lot of actions to, for people, but if you, when you're able to recognize that you're an influencer as well, then you're typically, if you're responsible, a little more poised about the actions you take. Absolutely. Because it's kind of like being a parent. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, because even at work, I'm very conscious of what I have, because I know anytime I have something on my desk, there's going to be... Oh, I meant to tell you, I make friends in the kitchen now. Why? Because every time somebody comes in there, they're like, oh, that looks good. What is it? Right. And when I tell them, I get on always, without fail, get on this whole spiel about health and wellness. I've met like 10 people that I don't know. They're not in my, on my team. They came from somewhere else, <laughs> but they ended up at the, in the kitchen at the same time as I did. Yes. And as soon as they see my food, it's always like, what's that? Well, what's that? Oh, what? You know, you got black beans. What? What you going to do with that? And then, and it's always like, well, yeah, I'm making, you know, this and I'm making that. And this is why I eat this and blah, blah, blah. So, right. yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. And and if they were to come around more or you were running to them more and they became part of your, like, top five at work. Right. You know, you could potentially really influence them to go meatless one night a week or stop eating so much dairy. Like, your value systems would definitely start yeah, to spill over. Yeah, because I always get IMs from people, you know, and that's instant messages mm -hmm. asking me, like, hey, what do you think of this? Or, hey, what do you think of that? Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely the people you're around, even at work. Yes, uh, definitely at work, because that's where we spend most of our time. You know, a lot of people, if you're working typically 40 hours plus a week, you're around your coworkers often. Yeah, that's true. So that is oftentimes where most of your value systems and your action taking or the lack thereof will, will start. True. So this one I thought was really, really true. The um, top five people you hang around significantly impacts your income. Okay. I agree with that because yeah. you, can, you can go first. Well, one of the things I was just thinking, like, on a basic level, talking about co-workers, is typically the lower-level employees hang together. Mm -hmm. It's rare that a lower-level employee 
hangs with an upper management employee, right? Upper management typically hang together and their income brackets are much closer. Mm -hmm. And lower level hang together and their income brackets are much closer. Students, you know, college students hang with college students. They're usually known for not having much money. It's very rare that, you know, you have someone that you're around on a regular basis that has a significantly different income from you. And so Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people who are really, really pressed about getting your income to go up, you have to be extremely intentional about surrounding yourself with other individuals who have made it there or who are on their way or who are really forward thinking. Or else your income is always going to mirror your circle. I agree with that. And even if um, you have to go as far as like, you know, networking events to meet, to get mentors and things like that, if your circle is not... um, you know, on the level that you strive to be on. Because sometimes it's not necessarily you're striving to get on this level. It's the fact that you don't even know how much further you can go because everyone else is on this level, and so you're comfortable. Right. So to get out of that comfortable mindset right, is the first step. And then once you get out of that comfortable mindset, it's like, well, okay, no one around me can teach me how to do it. Right. Now what? So then you have to start, uh, you know, and luckily we live in the land of the internet. So it's not hard to find things. All Mm -hmm. you have to do is want to find them. Totally. Totally have to want to find them. And not to mention, we have to kind of get over our insecurities. Because I think a lot of reasons you stay with people who are on your same level is because um, of insecurity. Like, I'm not on their level. I probably don't even talk the same language as that group. Right. Of people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why haven't you, if you have kind of an open work environment, why haven't you asked your boss or your leader out to lunch or hung with them or tried to be around them more? Like, intentionally tried to be around them more. You know what I mean? Especially if they're cool or you see qualities in them that you admire. Why not get to know them and their story? You know? But we don't even sometimes, because we're just like, they're up there. I'm down here. Let me play my part and work my way up. Right, and then I will hang and with them. That's, that's very true. You know what I mean? And so um, I think it's really important to be intentional about that, especially, you know, very specifically financially, if you want to be on another level. So mm-hmm. now, you know, in 2017, I talked about in my most recent blog post about I'm starting to invest and researching about investing. So now I need to make sure I'm getting around people or having conversations with people who are doing that so I can be... You know, so many people have done it before me, and well, why should I settle for just learning from the people on your level? Because I remember you yeah. said that you were going to networking events, and then you were like, hey, wait a minute. These people aren't trying to network just like I'm trying to network. Let me get somebody who's made it in my life. <laughs> right, right. We <laughs> all yeah. looking at each other for answers, and all of us are, <laughs> yeah. you know, all of our companies are still young. We're still trying to learn this thing. So networking events can be cool, but you need to be really, really selective about you know, how right. you make it work for you. Um, so income is a major, major one. And um, I think, let's see, two more really quickly. How the people you hang around uh, influences your goals, the goals that you have for your life and for yourself. Yeah, so as far as goals are concerned, it's either lack, they can influence the lack thereof, or they can uh, heighten your goals if you already have some. Totally. You know, like you said, 10, 10x your goals. And we spoke about that in the last podcast about, you know, have you set goals that seem un- unattainable? Mm-hmm. And um, I know I have. And it, the only reason why it seemed that like I couldn't attain these goals is because the people around me have not yet done it. Mm-hmm. And no one has told me in my life that you can do it. So I don't have anyone to kind of say, you know what, this is how you do it. It's it's like this, blah, 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 blah. So it's definitely my circle that makes me feel like it's kind of, I'm kind of limited. Right. I think if I had someone who has trailblazed this way, I would feel like, no, you know, she did it or he did it. Why wouldn't I be able to do it? Right. But, you know, trailblazing is very scary, very, very scary. And I was telling my niece this. I said, do you know if you stuck with your business and I stuck with my business and they became successful, we would be the first two in our family to have a business? Like, no one in our family has done it. Right. So it makes me feel 
really insecure. Like, can't do, can you do it? Do right. you even have the capacity? Yeah. No one's done it. Why would it be you? Why? So, yeah. And that's a real fear. That's like a really honest fear that a lot of us have. It's like being the first in your family to go to college or something. Right. You know, like, I, and it's funny because it's one of those things where, although literally millions, if not billions of people in the world have done it, if your top five, if your top five, <laughs> even though you've done it, but in you, we're close and you're in my top five, but it's just different. Yeah, it's different. It's totally different. And I mean, your circle, I just can't get like, it's so influential. And I, and I can't even believe that people are not more selective about who they allow to take up time and space in their lives. Yeah. You know, because you are going to emulate and you're going to put off the vibes that you allow in, you know, and you're, you, and believe it or not, you'll, you, you know how you start talking like people that mm-hmm. you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. You start wearing similar things. You start, I mean, I'm not even to be gross, but when I used to have a roommate you know, after a couple months of living together, we used to get our cycle at the same time. Like, right. everything is lined up. It is so true. It, you know what I mean? It, everything really sinks based on who you spend most of your time with. And so your goals, if you are a, if you set minor goals for yourself, and then, you know, you're only going to settle for minor results. But if you have someone around you who's like, well, I'm trying to do this. Like, if I'm like... Uh, I'm trying to take my business international and have, you know, right. be franchised. He'd be like, whoa. Right. I, I, my mom was only set on remaining a small, like, mom and pop business. Right. I didn't even think about possibly X, Y, and Z. And so when you are able to 10X your goals and have other people who's doing it, it really makes a huge difference because it opens to your eyes. Like we talked about last week, it just gives you vision. It does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then the last thing that's typically influenced by your top five is your weight. (laughs) What's funny about that is that I don't even know what left field I came from. Because I was already, my top weight was like 146 or something like that. Okay. And I decided that, uh, nope, that's just, no, I don't like that. Even though everybody in my family was, you know, what you consider thick. Mm -hmm. So... You know, it does, you can be the first person, but nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you won't. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, because they make you feel comfortable. Like, um, someone that I'm really close to took a vacation, and they took a vacation with all their friends. Mm-hmm. And they took this picture, and everyone was overweight. And I just was thinking, like, how comfortable they are. And they just took a bunch of pictures. And, a bunch, and all I couldn't even bring myself to like any of these pictures, because all I could think was, you know... What your your body is giving you a sign that you're eating the wrong things by putting extra fat on it, fat that you don't need. It's just storing fat, storing fat, storing fat mm-hmm. that you don't need and that you're not going to burn. So you have this fat in ex in excess. So you don't, but you're not paying attention to it because your circle looks just like you. Mm-hmm. But if you had your friend, like three or four friends, like you know, hey, let's hit the gym or hey, let's go work out or we're gonna go kickboxing or whatever or if they even if they didn't do any of that and they just were slim you would feel uncomfortable or you would you feel would, inclined to be a little closer in range and look like that a little more you would yeah yeah you, would. you your your circle influences your food choices 100 percent. it influences yeah. how much you drink it influences um whether or not you exercise consistently and work out that's like that's why we tell people all the time when you and i are coaching them that Check your circle. If you haven't been able to reach your goals, check your squad. Check them. You know, fast too. Don't let it linger too long. Right. And ten years from now, y'all y'all going to y'all college grad. I mean, reunion. Both of you guys still haven't made a you know a change in your diet or anything like that because you two are still hanging together, thinking the same food choices are okay. Absolutely. And then you give each other permission instantly. You know, because I'll call you like, hey, you want to go work out? It's one of the first things you and I will call each other for. That is so you want to train today? You want to grab a yoga class today? You know, but that's not a common occurrence. You know, people are going to think alike. Most people, you know, we. you want to go grab something to eat? You want to go, you know, do something that's not really productive towards your health? And so 
what is your default with your friends? Because our default is always physical activity. It really is. You know, and so if you're interested in losing weight, if you're interested in eating healthier, making better choices, you have to either be a strong enough leader um, to be the change in the group and put your foot down like, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. I We're not doing that anymore. Or you have to be, so if you're more of part of the influence versus being the influencer, then you have to make a conscious effort to surround yourself around people who are more health conscious, more healthy, more into exercise. Yeah. So that they will pull you more in that direction. And I'm not going to say that it's easy because I remember when I first got off of that, let's go out to eat kick and I start telling they would ask me to go out to eat and I'm like oh how about we do something like ride bikes instead it's like what wait what no yeah, yeah. I, you know hit me up after you ride the bike and let's go get something to eat yeah yeah so you know but I'm just I kind of stuck to that I don't know and the invites have came, have not been coming in <laughs> 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 the invites done slowed up <laughs> I'm like I ain't seen Sam in a minute <laughs> But that's okay. You know right. what I'm saying? You don't want to go rollerblading or skating or bike riding or hit some, you know, you know, hit the gym or go to a class with me. You know, I, I can I can catch you at the bar and have a glass of wine, but it's just not going to be that every time we link up, that's what we're going to do every week. Right. I'd rather us not link up as much. And, you know, and then you know the people in your life. You know what to call certain people for. Yeah, and I, tr- you know, I tried it. Right, 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 right. Even on my birthday, my niece said, I'm going to um, take you out to eat, right? So I said, okay. So that morning, I text her in the morning. I said, hey, you want to just go work out instead? You know? Bad move. I Bad see, move. I ain't see her that day. You ain't Let's see her that say, day? Let's just say I ain't see her that day. <laughs> Bad move, bad move. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. Because it was my birthday, and I had already been eating to me too wrong. Because yeah. it was, you know, around my birthday, and I'm just going out. I'm just like, enough is enough. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm just like, how about you give a gift to me by, you Get know, working out, in. and I can give a gift to myself. She said no, out. ma'am. She didn't reply. <laughs> no, she did reply. She said no, thank you. And that was the end of the text. Wow. Like, okay, what, so. That was it. That was it. That yeah, was it. that yeah. was it. So. Yeah, yeah. Your circle definitely influences your weight. It's very rare that you'll see, you know, someone who's more out of shape and deconditioned with someone who's more fit and in shape on a regular basis. Like part, you know, part of their close inner circle. Oftentimes, you know, that's one of your value systems. If you value health, yeah, in a friend or in a mate, you know, that's often something that you require. You know, one of my best clients, she's single, but she's like Lisa. When I get Mr. Right, he's going to have to work out on a regular basis. It is non-negotiable. True. And, you know, so when health and wellness and dieting becomes part of your core value system, then it becomes non-negotiable in your circle. It does. It does. And uh, just to add to the, what you done with the list? Because there's a few things about the list I want to add. Yeah. Um, Our circle is very blunt. When people come around us, they will know if they can (laughs) hang with us or not because we influence each other by being straight up and flat out mm-hmm. and that's what we're used to mm-hmm. and i think we've influenced each other with that where if you say uh I, you know i don't like that dress and i don't react to it, it and then you know i'll say something to you you don't okay this is how we talk around you right know? right you know so funny story my son <laughs> he he's like okay the other day he's like my this little boy made a mistake and hit me in the nuts i was like whoa 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 we don't say nuts around here what did you like nuts where'd you hear that from right and so days later he's like where you know you carried me in your stomach i came out your stomach i said well you were in my stomach but no you came out you know my private parts and he's like i came out your nuts and i'm like no okay no i don't have that and it was just so funny because he feels so comfortable talking to me like, what's going on? And you can influence people to be more open. Mm-hmm. You, If you, because I've always talked openly about them, you know, about sexual. If someone touches you here, someone touches you there, what do you do? What's inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is it a girl in your class that you like? Mm-hmm. Are you liking girls yet? Are you, like, what's going I want to get real personal with right, you. Right, right. I don't believe in that awkwardness. How are you awkward with your own child? Right. And so when you keep that, openness it will come back you will influence them to be very open when they have their first sexual experience yes because my kids are part of my top five 
and I influence them. Yeah. And they influence me because oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, nuts. All right. This is, <laughs> no, I don't have nuts. This is this is nuts. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're speaking openly. And I'm, so I'm not going to school you right now on the inappropriate. I'll wait right. on that. <laughs> you got it right. Yeah. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. So I will talk to you a little later about how inappropriate that word is. Right now, I want to talk to you about our bodies. Right. So, yeah, you can. And then strength is one of the things. My circle influences me heavily mm-hmm. about um, not throwing pity parties for myself, mm-hmm. not um, looking backward. Mm-hmm. The only time you look backward is when you want to compare how far you've come. Mm-hmm. You don't cry over spilled milk. Mm-hmm. Not too long, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, that comes from just different situations I've watched people be in in my life, and then they just jump back. They just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm still alive. I got that means I can figure some stuff out. Yes. To to handle the situation. So, you know, have you ever seen people just woe is me, woe is me, and then the people maybe like on Facebook comment on girl, you okay? Mm-hmm. If I was to do that, my sister's gonna pick up the phone. Girl, if you don't get off the face Facebook crying, mm-hmm. like what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. How are we gonna solve it? You would too, like really, mm-hmm. really, we don't do that. Right. So strength, um, you know, openness, um, love. You know, when I like. When I told my kids I'm about to go, they come, you know, hug me at the door. You can you can influence actual affection yes. by being affectionate. Yes. You know, so it's not, we're not just talking about things like, you know, money and things like just, you know, a trait within you. Absolutely. Can actually change based on your influence. Yes. You know, how you said Troy you know, convinces you to drink the syrup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's real like laid back and he's influenced you to be more laid back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those attributes can come from your influence, your circle, your top five too. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. So if you didn't get anything from this today, just know that who you surround yourself with and who you're surrounded by, um, and whose circle you decide to be in, you know, makes a major impact on people's lives. So always portray, qualities and attributes that you would like to see from other people um just make the world a better place while doing it so that's the rule of the top five guys we're gonna get out of here on a quick quick round of rapid fire i got a, right. I got a round of rapid fire you know you i didn't see that coming oh so. no oh no, no. I, was like, I wrote down <laughs> my words um so rapid fire is a, a fun game we like to play from time to time where uh we say a word and the person has to say the first thing that comes to mind So, before we get into rapid fire, I just want to wish everyone a happy Merry Christmas. The next episode you hear on here will be after Christmas. So, I hope you guys have a wonderful, healthy, and happy holiday, especially Miss Get Fit with Jay. She'll be back in two weeks with us. She's going out of town with her family next week. So, wishing you nothing but a fabulous time and all the blessings and a Merry Holiday. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Okay. So, rapid fire. You ready? I think so. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Health. Wellness. Family. First. Fitness. Always. Vegan. Always. I am. Smart. 2017. Fabulous. Squad. Goals. Money. Trying. (laughs) Christmas. Exciting. I don't know. And with that, happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. Till next time. Peace.